Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip you, our listener, with the helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. I'm Josh Clues, a wealth advisor with Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. I believe my calling in this life is to enable others to fulfill their own calling by helping them harness their financial wealth to their purpose in life. Please join me each week for market thoughts, planning ideas, and most importantly, intangible balance sheet discussions, which highlight the importance of all those things money can't buy and death can't take away. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast. I'm Josh Clues, uh, as always, your host of this podcast. And in the last few episodes, we've taken a little bit of a break um, from uh, our normal uh, content and we had uh, covered some special topics. But before that time, uh, we covered the questions of you know, how do you prepare yourself to interview your financial advisor or a prospective financial advisor? What are some of the questions you should be asking of them? And in transitioning from that process, I want to look more at questions you should be asking yourself and more importantly, questions that your advisor and your team should be guiding you through, shepherding you through. There's typically uh, numerous answers to the questions that I'm going to go through in this series of, of podcasts. But uh, I want to focus on what we call uh, in the industry discovery, because it's very important. It differentiates a lot of what we're doing, why we're doing it, um, and how we respond and how we take care of different clients. You don't, your life is, is very unique. I'm a firm believer. And so there are experiences in your life. There are resources within your life that will cause you to view life differently and to view the resources that you have in a different life. There are experiences that you have that inform the decisions that you make. And if I'm guessing uh, what those experiences are, it leaves me a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to communicate with you, trying to understand your perspective and how to guide you as we walk down life's path. So in starting out, I find that it's always helpful to let people understand where I come from as a, an advisor to them. I view myself as a steward. I don't view myself as the owner of your assets, obviously. I don't view myself as, as the, uh, you know, the sole person in, in charge of them, so on and so forth. But I am responsible uh, that they are invested for their best use. I also find that this perspective is helpful even in my own personal life when I view even my own resources that I invest on my own, on my own behalf. I don't view myself as an owner. I view myself as a steward. And if you'll bear with me for a moment, I want to unpack why I find that that's helpful. When you view yourself as the owner of something, there's a certain amount in my own life of, uh, you know, maybe I'll call it uh, entitlement that creeps in. And with that sense of entitlement, which I find is unhealthy for myself, you find yourself falling prey to the fear of losing. 
um, the fear of losing something. But if you view yourself as simply a steward that is trying to ensure that resources are allocated properly and that they're allocated wisely, it gives me a certain level of freedom to, to view what I do. It gives me a certain amount of uh, responsibility, but yet it doesn't place things that are beyond my control in my own power, right? It doesn't let me fall temptation to that, that tendency or that line of thinking. Now, I've got a very theological bent to why I believe this, and I would submit to you that it, it doesn't require us to agree theologically for you to see the value in the framework, the mental framework of why we view resources in that way. And another reason why I believe this is because I don't get to take any of this with me. If it's a financial resource, if it's a, an asset that I deploy, you know, a home, a piece of real estate, uh, a farm, a ranch, whatever the case may be, I don't get to take it with me. When I'm gone, I'm gone. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the, the, the Russian literature um, and the, the name escapes me of what the, the story is. But, you know, it's basically the, the short story of how much, does a, how much land does a man need? And uh, at the end of the day, he says, you know, he needs about four by six or four by eight you know, at about 10 feet down. And what the Russian author, as, as all Russian literature is, is it's more, a little bit morbid saying, hey, you know, we, we don't take anything with us and, and we're going to leave this earth at some point. We're going to die. So the point being with stewardship of our resources is we can't take it with us and we're going to have to give it to someone else at the end of our lives. So when, when I say, you know, who owns what you have, I'm asking for a framework of, hey, maybe it's more helpful not to view ourselves as the owners of what we have, but the benefit, but we are the recipients of it. We want to be responsible. We want to be um, careful with what we've been given. But along with that comes the implied task of we need to figure out who this resource or these resources are going to next. We need to make sure that they're prepared. Um, what do they need? What, what, how can we help them? So when you ask this question, who owns what I have, it's a helpful question to wrestle with. And the next question again being, is the next heir prepared is equally as important. Because I find that there's this tendency within the marketplace that um, leaves heirs unprepared. And I would, I would submit to you that often, I'm not going to say always, but often that comes from a perverse incentive within my industry of an insecurity that, hey, if we prepare the heirs for receiving this, this new resource, the money's going to leave and we won't be able to manage it and therefore we won't benefit from managing the money. So there's like this inconsistency where financial advisors don't feel pressured or don't feel any urgency to prepare the next generation uh, because they're afraid that assets will leave. Or they'll, they'll simply say, you know, hey, I'm not going to be here. I'm, I'm older. I, I don't have a dog in that fight. Someone else will have to figure that out. Um, I think that's the wrong perspective, ultimately. And, and I think that the other question that I want clients to ask, so first, remember, stay with me here. 
who owns your resources? Is the next heir prepared? The next question beneath that is, are there experiences, whether it be from an investment perspective um, or a experiential perspective that you could start investing in and reap the experiential benefit and the instructional, instructional benefit with your heirs while you're still living to a small degree? Um, I am a huge fan of helping clients dream about what they could possibly do. I don't want them to come to me and think that all I'm capable of doing is helping them construct a cash flow. I'm also capable of helping them understand that, hey, if you wanted to support and one of your future heirs today by helping them buy a business, by helping them um, change careers, by helping them go into the mission field, whatever the case may be, I should be able to help you construct a plan that would tell you what you could do and, and what, that, what effect that would have on your financial plan. I never want people to forego rich, meaningful, purposeful experiences today in the name of sending a dollar amount, an equal dollar amount to everyone once they're passed. I want people to derive as much joy as they possibly can from their resources while they're still alive. Um, that, that is one of the pieces that I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about. So I think that gives you hopefully a lot to think about so far. And again, to recap, I want you to think long and hard about who owns your resources. For myself personally, I've been gifted a lot. I've been blessed with a lot from not just a financial opportunity perspective, but a time perspective, an educational perspective. Um, the next question I want you to ask is, hey, is, are your heirs prepared um, for, the next, for the next steps? Are they prepared to be the next steward of your resources? Lastly, are there experiences that you could be investing in today that would reap both a financial and an intangible reward for you and your family or you and your heirs. Thank you so much for your time. As always, um, I'm open to any thoughts or questions you may have. Please, if you may, uh, like and rate the podcast and as it, that helps us reach additional listeners and serve additional listeners. Um, know that I'm always wishing you and your family continued truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. Have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions.
to qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.